0: Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, All-wheel drive. Standard third-row seating available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love...
2: preseason, but I'm hype, Neil Fox. Jimmy G. Oh buckets gets buckets. Oh my goodness. Give me the hot sauce, Feel Fox. Give me the hot sauce. What are you doing, Dragon's?
3: Yes, it won't be long before these sneakers are squeaking again on the hardwood and Stacey goes back to work for those preseason games. We're only a week and a half until training camp stays. (sighs) You're enjoying your summer too much, right?
0: I'm I'm excited about the season start. Yes. Okay, and I'm excited about looking at the Bulls' new roster. Exactly. But I just think that we're starting too early. Yeah. I'd rather for the start in December. You know, I just...
3: (laughs) You know, what I think they found with the bubble is that the fans were not watching those games because they were all focused on football, you know, in those early months. They don't want to go head to head with football for their most important games.
0: Well, you know, I mean, Christmas—you, you, you know—the uh, season officially starts Christmas anyway. Mm-hmm. Those are your big TV games. Yeah. So you could have started. You could have started Mark Christmas time and then carried <laughs> over because you're still gonna, we're still gonna be competing against the college football. We're gonna be competing against NFL during the Playoffs? months of October. Well, they November. didn't want to go all
3: the way until late August when. You know i'll just keep it the same way it's been man <laughs> just you know just play
0: 72 games throw the little throw the little playing games in and then start the season in december just 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 start in december
3: well we're going to talk a lot of basketball coming up we got a special guest who's going to join us the former loyola basketball coach now the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Porter Moser, is going to join us in a little bit, so we'll look forward to that conversation. And, John, this is episode 46. I know that you uh, got a chance to know Doug Plank, who was the, the uh, motivating force behind the famous 46 defense. Got any uh, Doug Plank stories for us? Oh, I got a lot of Doug Plank stories. You know, you owned a bunch of Burger Kings. I worked with him at
4: ASU football. He was my analyst. Uh, my wife, Susan, we met him number of times we know susan
3: she's on the screen yeah, for all yeah. they watching He's on outside. youtube we uh yeah
4: he was a joy he had you, you worked at one of his burger kings? I
3: know, I didn't. Uh, he cleaned, burger kings he cleaned the grease pit
4: yeah, I, I, I,
0: yeah, I, I, yeah I, that's I, why his <laughs> tub is so greasy yeah. we finally found out why the tub is greasy that's where it uh, oh just, wow just
4: have some fun and go uh look up uh watch some video of doug plank when he played in the 46 defense buddy ryan the yeah, Timmy. The, 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 I mean, Timmy whispers, and you, you know, Mark, you guys know, yeah. And and Stacy, you were, you know, followed football. That was just a unbelievable. And that's the name Forty Six came after. Uh, originally came from his Doug Plank, who he was a strong a, safety.
1: He had a great story. He wasn't recruited. Was he? In the OSU. Oh yes. Let's he tell that story real quick. Yeah, yes. he wasn't recruited, and a recruiter came. NFL uh, recruiter came to OSU to watch another player, and he, did he get injured? And then Doug played at Northwestern. Yeah, right. he
4: played. Uh, uh, legendary OSU coach. Uh, 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 what's the legendary? Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. Wouldn't start him. And uh, yeah. he finally started in his senior year, and he had this unbelievable game yeah. at Northwestern. So, so
0: Woody was keeping him down.
4: Woody Ouch. said he used to have to wash Woody's back in the shower, but that's for now No, no oh. he didn't. Yeah, no, come he on, didn't. I mean, You're code, lying. That
2: would be a man, man, code, a man violation. code violation. that's a man code violation. Major. <laughs> <laughs> major <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop.
0: Major man code, code violation. violation. Gonna, oh, gonna, my we're goodness.
2: We're going to skip that story. Man Did he say that for real? Yes, not he did. not
4: our story to
0: tell
4: Yes, God. he did. But but he talked about no, We need, about, need to have Doug on I need to have him about that one. I need to talk about that one. It's funny what Stacy mentions about OU football, and I've been on their campus It is ridiculous. I mean, there's only a few places in the country that are in awe, the Mm -hmm. buildings and everything. But Doug said that back in the day, OSU's facility was better than the Bears. He said it was much like that. The NFL facilities weren't anything. They had like one hot tub, you know, broken down. Set of gym equipment,
0: but if he if he's washing Woody Hayes' back
2: <laughs> in the shower, Stacy you know, can't I mean, get off that. No, yeah. Then yeah. You,
0: who cares if they have one hot tub? I mean,
2: like, you're washing the you're washing
0: Woody Hayes' back. Bears. Oh, yeah. the the, the the vision of that right now, like wow. I don't—it's like a little marshmallow, just like Woody little, Hayes ooh, would a little potato come in the shower.
4: Apparently, and want his back washed.
3: Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's that's a frightening—that's that's a frightening thought. <laughs> yeah. We got to get
0: Doug Pike on. Doug, if you listen to the show, <laughs> yeah. John is just—he just, just <laughs> puts you out there and said you wash Woody Hayes
2: back. Let's not take away. From which Doug Doug Pike. means yes, it that means which
0: means that Woody Hayes was naked. I tried
1: to derail.
0: He's not <laughs> washing his back with a pair of jeans on. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, so that means he was in the shower. (laughs) Hey, I didn't make this story up, Southside. It was brought to my attention, and I just ran with it.
3: but It's (laughs) quite a (laughs) testament to Doug Plank, though, that the whole defense was soap on a rope, buddy. Soap on a
4: rope. But don't you find it interesting that the 46 (laughs) in the triangle, you know, with Chicago no longer are you implemented in professional sports well,
3: smack <laughs> it i think that teams use aspects of it but they don't just call it that anymore yeah and, and the triangle you know stacy you know when you're coaching in the cba you try to put the triangle in, guys don't even know which way to go
0: let me tell you about the triangle offense oh, okay. okay i didn't get in the shower woody attention. hayes but
2: but you, uh, you know
0: the, the the triangle offense first of all you gotta have a high basketball iq yeah okay and if you don't have a high basketball IQ, you're gonna struggle because it's an offense based off of movement and passing. There is no plays called. There are some plays called within specialty parts of it, but a lot of it is just ball movement, reading defenses like quarterbacks. Like everyone's a quarterback. Anyone who has the ball in their hand has to read the defense to know where the ball goes next. So it's very intricate. And so, I mean, I can imagine the defense was like that too.
3: Let's talk about one of the things we, we saw this week in the news that the NBA has talked about this a lot, the possibility of an in-season tournament trying to go after the soccer model where they have several important cups that they play for during the season. I don't know if it's going to be a, a, something they can sell to NBA players, <laughs> like, especially the superstars who are making $40, dollars You know, they They're offering $1 million per player for the winning team, which sounds great, but when you consider that's such, such a small portion of what those guys earn annually.
0: Well, NBA call me. <laughs> I, I, let me sit in on some of these meetings, okay? Yeah, let me let me be a consultant when you guys are when they're coming up with these ideas, okay? Yeah. In-season tournament is horrible. Because the fact that this year you're going to be battling COVID still, you're going to be battling injuries. You can't afford to have players miss games. That's the whole thing. You can't afford then you got the play-in tournament at the end of the year. If you want that tournament format, if you want to do it that way, how about put the teams who don't make the playoffs? in that situation at the end of the season take the teams who don't make the playoffs and say we're gonna have a tournament i mean it, it would kind of be like a toilet bowl game you know the <laughs>
2: who wants to watch yeah, see, but, but it yeah. doesn't yeah.
0: matter though it doesn't matter because those guys are you got to sweeten the pot not only are you winning the money but this is going to determine where you draft so now yeah but Adam silver wants to get
3: people watching in November and December, he doesn't want to wait till the end of the year when he's got real playoffs going. Okay, on.
0: so if you want to watch it in November to December, oh, why don't you we just go. start it in start December? In December. Go. Start in December. So <laughs> your first your first game. You start you start the week before Christmas. Start the week before Christmas. You have all your marquee games on Christmas. Whoever you want to play on right. Christmas, from starting at you know twelve o'clock in the afternoon all the way down, you play five teams, and then everybody can play on Christmas. They just don't. Everybody's not going to be on TV. <laughs> There's a difference. Everybody's not going to play on the everybody's big. Like no, no one's going to be on. A B C. Okay. Yeah. So so but everybody everybody can play on Christmas if you want. So if you're you're so worried and concerned about as an NBA, sorry. listen, just call me and let me sit in these meetings, please. Um I have some very interesting ideas that I think you might hey, want to use. about that one like the four ounce glove tournaments? The what? Where they get to fight each other. Those guys can settle their egos right out there. Hey, the you know court. what, Tim? That'd be great. That's unrealistic. And hey, if you if you that interrupt me, if you interrupt me one more time, there may be a throat punch coming your way. Okay, so no, I, the one inch punch. No, no, it's a throat punch because I him to be quiet. I don't want him to talk the rest of the day. I got him, season. So, thank you, thank you, Susan. As, no, but seriously though, seriously, don't head back. Yep. Seriously, yep. the the in season tournament, I, I I'm not a big fan
3: of that. What if they play slam ball? You know, where they they jump uh, off. The- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. I mean, if you're if you're gonna do that kind great. of stuff. How I mean, if you, three on three I listen, the, if they didn't learn anything from last year, I mean, look, look at how the, the, the format ended. The playoffs were exciting, but let's not get it wrong. Yeah, the the plan was really, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and it was the people were the watching those things.
4: That was, a But,
0: group. but even though it was exciting, the star players were not on the court no. in critical games due to injury or covid or whatever you you want your star players they're the driving force of this league yeah. you want your players on the court you want them to be in the playoffs in seven game series you want that to be intriguing for people to watch you don't want lebron james and anthony davis sitting out his games and not playing in the you know not playing in the playoffs games you right. know what i'm saying so you want these guys to be healthy are they going to go back now players are going to start self-resting themselves now after you know going a whole year think about it they started in december went all the way through to almost august september with the olympics and everything and now you're starting up again here in uh, october yeah.
3: well they're going to tweak a lot of different things trying to come up with a format that the players will like and that they think can appeal to the television audience but it's going to be a tough sell especially early in the year as you said guys I just kind of want to eat, especially star players kind of want to ease into it. They don't want to be playing important games early in the season or extra games.
0: I'm, you know, me, I'm just I'm just a man sitting next to the man (laughs) sitting next to the man. I have no dog in the fight. I'm just saying to me, I just think the the health of the players is the most important thing for organizations. You know, think about this. If you are a team and one of your superstars blows out his knee playing in that tournament, you have no compensation whatsoever if lebron james gets hurt for the the lakers and is out for the season and then the following season next year that's a huge hit on the los angeles lakers so any extra games that's going to put stress on my players i'm I'm worried about that
3: what they're doing in the g league this year they're playing the first 12 games are to qualify for the showcase event and they're going to play for a championship trophy in when they go to Vegas I believe to play this. So what we've seen in the NBA in the past is when they start off something in the G League it means they're thinking pretty seriously about bringing it to the main I, league.
0: I, I'm a traditionalist. Just just keep the game the way it is. Seriously, just keep the game the way it is. If you want to put 82 games in and play more games then do that. We went to 72 games last year. If you want to go 82 games, go 82 games. But let's 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 I know they're trying to tweak the interest of people, you know, um, Let's just keep it keep it traditional, you know, keep the games, you know, have our rivalries, our conference rivalries, bring that back. If you really want to spruce the game up, you know, let the game be a little bit more physical. You know, let teams get
3: after you a yeah, little bit, knocking, you knocking
0: guys in there the you dirt. Go. You know all these, you know, thirty threes <laughs> yeah. and no one, You know, teams shooting fifteen. I thought you were worried about
3: injuries. <laughs> I don't care about that.
0: Listen, <laughs> yeah. I want to see competitive
2: basketball. I,
0: I want to see guys. I'm with the king. I, I want to see competitive games. I want to see teams being allowed to, to defend mm-hmm. instead of just having these guys just go out here and jack up. You know, forty threes in a game and they only shoot, they only knock down twenty percent of them. I want to see more competition. I want to see more rivalries. I want to see those things. Brought back.
3: Hey, we want to send out a give me the hot sauce shout out to Lisa Byington, who made yes, history LB. this week, the first full time female play by play television voice in the NBA. So, well, congratulations to Lisa Byington. I heard that she was this close to not signing the contract when she found out that John Walsh is going to be her director. Oh, wow, that hurt. Wow. Let me just
0: say this. Let me wow. just say this. She's lucky to have John Walsh She there. is. Yeah, she's lucky to have John Walsh there. And, you know, listen, America. Well, America, I just want to say, Lisa's a great friend of mine. And, you know, me and John, we work very closely. Lisa was one of the finalists at the end. Right. Because I I really wanted to work with her. You know, I watched her work when she was doing, you know, women's sports, college basketball, softball. I've always been a big fan of her since she I specifically, you know, requested her. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, man, she's a hard worker. She's very thorough. Um, she's one that she's funny. She's one of the best in the business. She, I mean, she did try to jump in and steal my nationwide jingle. I had yeah. to. I, I well, told, hey, Janet Jackson, <laughs> sit down. No, well, Janet. Also, Janet.
4: We did the game in Memphis, and everything was going really smooth. And Stacy was hit me and talk back. Wow, this is great. And then she made the fatal floor to think that Gus's in memphis was fried chicken and
0: that was ooh, we almost had, we almost had a puller plug uh, yeah, <laughs> it was always, yeah it was almost it was, it was almost ended the relationship that <laughs> yeah, it just, almost ended our yeah, relationship yeah. right there yeah. you know she's uh, she made a mistake but you know um uh, she's very talented and you know when i found out you know that she she got the job for the bucks i was so happy for her because you know like i said milwaukee has always been kind of a trend-setting team as far as going against the grain you know, um, that's a huge hire for them. You know, they had a, they had a female working, um, last year, uh, it was past. She was retiring. And so they brought someone in last Zora, year. Stevenson, yeah. Zora Stevenson, Zora yeah. Stevenson. And, uh, I, I didn't really, I seen, I saw a couple of games. I don't, I don't, it was hard to judge how good she is. Um, but I mean, think about Lisa you're, you're going to the world champions. <laughs> you're not going to like, yeah. you're not going to a team. that's not a playoff caliber team. Right, you're going right. right there. I mean, so I, I like to say, I like to say, Lisa, shout out to you and, you know, it's really hard for myself. You know, training you. You know, was, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Mr. Miyagi. You know, I train Lisa, sh- 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 wax on, wax off. She didn't understand what I was doing when we were working together. Right now but, she knows. But now she knows, and so she's gonna go to Milwaukee and do a great job. And I hope she's there for twenty years. Well deserved. You look yeah. at her yes. resume, all the work yes. she's put in. Well, know, yeah.
3: I mean, she came up through the ranks doing a lot of the. You know, not as important sports yeah. go, going on. And then, got then all she, the experience. And she did Olympics this past got year. She Olympics. So. NCAA.
0: Right. She, games, she is constantly, yeah. she constantly works. Yeah. Like, man, she, I mean, you know, yeah. um, I know, you know, I was asking John last night, like, is she going to move to Milwaukee? Because I know she just purchased a, a condo in the city this summer. She was really excited about that.
3: You got your real estate license?
0: You can help uh, her sell? You know, <laughs> I don't know anything about Milwaukee. I don't go up there very often.
2: Yeah, um, no uh, kidding.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you guys don't invite me. You don't invite Uh-oh. me. So, uh, uh, You know, so. But but I'm so happy for her because she is one of the good people mm-hmm. out there. She works extremely hard, very talented, and Milwaukee Bucks really got a good one. They made a really good call with her.
3: Well, congratulations to Lisa. And yeah. the other thing that we saw happen in the news yesterday was four of the new Members of the Chicago Bulls were brought out to Guaranteed Rate right Field to try to show off their pitching arms. Yikes. And poor Alonzo Ball, not poor Lonzo Ball, poor Southpaw almost got his head taken off by Alonzo. Yeah. Throwing okay. some serious heat. Uh, listen, I, I will say Alonzo tried to bring it, though. Yeah, he did. Okay? He, <laughs> did. He, he did. He did. threw it. hard. Okay. it Southpaw's try- hey, looking like, hey, hey wait listen. a minute, I'm just a mascot. Hey, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it was down.
0: America. America it was like the grassy knoll, the magic bullet it hit it hit South Paul. bounced off hit a cameraman then it bounced up and hit a little kid who was eating ice cream then back it came into back the and, left yeah, yeah so it hit like eight people but I will give him credit he tried to bring gas you did now yeah. the rest of those guys yeah. oh man that was a little suspect yeah, it was uh, I thought I thought P Dub was terrible. Okay, P Dub, P Dub looked like Ron Guidry compared to these guys, <laughs> Dude, Derek Jones, whoever else was over there. Alex was out there. Tony Bradley. Oh yeah. man, I, I was like, man, I was like, boy, where, did, did these boys ever play now, baseball?
4: Were they at the top of the rubber or were they? No, at, no, they were
0: flat? no, no, they were. They were flat on the. Wow. They were in front of the rubber. Well, yeah, they were yeah. in the, the handicapped Lonzo part. kind of
3: scooted up, not all the way to the rubber, but he was on the front of the mound. Yeah, but he was the rest, on the front of the mound. Yeah. The rest
0: of the guys came down yeah. almost yeah. touching the grass. I'm like, hey, come on, man, back up. <laughs> back up. What are y'all well, doing? Y'all I, are
3: like And then people are making excuses like, well, it's not easy to throw a baseball. I, I'm man, like, what? what? This is what? America. Everybody grew up throwing a baseball. A our,
4: our next guest, he, after the Big 18 run, he came to Wrigley. I was producing the game, and he was at top of the rubber. rubber, Just like George Bush. Remember mm-hmm. George Bush, top of the yeah. rubber? Yeah. Boom. That was well. You know what, America. He was
0: sixty years old. You know, America. Let me just say this, America. I I, I did. I was at the Cubs game, and uh, I threw out first pitch twice. Top of the, top of the. Listen, I told you this story about there was an eighty-year-old man, a little walker. And then you know, because you know, the Cubs bring out like a lot of people before the celebrity comes out, and so most of the people were in front of the rubber on the grass throwing it, you know. And then there was, and this eighty-year-old man, he was on a walker. I think he had just had hip replacement surgery, so he was on a walker. And I was kind of nervous to ask him, like, where is he going to throw it from? But you're in a walker, so how you're not going to get up on the mound? And so (laughs) I asked him. I said, I said, uh, I said, sir, excuse me. I said, you're gonna throw, you're gonna throw the pitch out. He goes, Oh yes, I'm so excited. And I'm like, I mean, he was hyped. And I was like, uh, <laughs> so from? I said, so where are you going to throw from? Like, you're in a walker. Where are you going to throw from? Oh, I'm going from the mound. And then he's like, what do you think I am? A buddy.
2: <laughs>
0: I, was like, I was like, I was like, hey, calm down here, Spike. So he hops up there. And I don't remember who the oh, catcher man. was. And so they were like, hey, come up forward. Come. And he just shook him off. Like he was a pitcher. He shook him yeah. off. And he, he hopped up on the mound. And he threw it. And he went didn't bounce. It there you in. Go. He threw it in. The catcher didn't even have to move. It was like right there. Pressure. And, and, and the pressure's oh. on now. Cause here's this 80-year-old man oh. in a walker who <laughs> hopped up there on the mound. So I'm thinking myself, now, and you know, the cubs don't give you a warm-up. No. They just they have know, you sitting yeah. out there. And it was a cold day too. So I'm like, oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm like, can I, can I throw a couple of warm-up in? Oh no, 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 we gotta get out there. So I'm like, oh, the pressure. But then I thought, you know, I started thinking first. I said. I'm Stacey King. <laughs> I'm
2: Stacey King.
0: You know what? This is easy. I throw ba- I throw batting practice to you know fourteen, fifteen year old kids. Just act like I'm doing batting practice. I got up there, baby. Allah, oh, America, America. I look like Randy Johnson up there at six ten. I brought some heat, baby. I was a little bit outside, a little bit outside, but it was heat and it was in the strike zone. Somebody would have swung at it. Okay, they would have swung at it. How, how fast do it was? Oh man if i if i had my clock i'd say I'm about done. 90
1: Oh, okay. uh, but I didn't okay. have my gun I didn't uh, have my guns Stacy so Stacey I, King gun Yeah the Stacey King gun Listen hey, If you were you
0: 90 a, They would have you To listen, a contract right something. there <laughs> Have you ever been to those You ever been to those Little carnivals Where you yes. can actually do yes. Okay, yes. I, okay I, I've thrown like 80 In those things So okay. I had to figure eighty. You know what Susan You know what You want to rain on Somebody's parade Rain on Sparky's parade Over there okay But you don't rain on my parade okay. I threw 80, 80 Like 82 miles an hour in the little circus thing Yeah I America Listen it might have been off Maybe 5 degrees Okay Okay, I don't care, but it said eighty two. Okay. So I'm assuming when I got on the mound, I was close in the eighties. I was close in the eighties. Wow. I'm not gonna let y'all just ruin my story. Okay. I'm sorry. Y'all are a bunch of haters in there. It's his story the and he's sticking exactly. to it. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Hey, let's bring in our next guest, our first guest coming up, Porter Moser, You're Porter. waiting in the Sriracha waiting room. So baby. Waiting wow. it much longer. We'll get the fight song ready to go. Here from Porter Moser on what's ahead for the University of Oklahoma and we'll look back on his days as head coach at Loyola. That's next, episode forty-six. Give me the hot sauce. This has become a tradition here on Gimme the Hot Sauce at least once a week. We're going to hear the Oklahoma fight song. Now it makes a lot of sense because we're bringing in the new head basketball coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Porter Moser, joining us. He's a very familiar face to Chicago basketball fans coaching the last 10 years at Loyola, taking the Ramblers to the Final Four in 2018. Coach, thanks for joining us. I know that stacy has been so anxious to have you on. How's it been going down in Soonerland?
5: It's great, but I will have to say this opening. I don't have the bounce and the vibe that Stacy has. <laughs> Man,
0: I look like that.
5: <laughs>
0: Stacy look way better than me. Hey, anytime, sermon. anytime I hear that song, baby, I just I feel like I'm getting ready to drop forty in my mind. I'm gonna <laughs> drop forty on somebody, oh Porter. <laughs> And I bet you can replay all 40 of those in your mind. Too. Oh yes. I'm still, I'm still all American in my mind, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Coach, obviously it's been a big uh, transition for you after being in Chicagoland for the last 10 years, being a Naperville native. Uh, what was it like for you to make the decision to take your family down to Norman and, and make this big jump with the Sooners? Well, in
5: 2018, we went to the, the final four. It, uh, my life was kind of crazy right there and I had some opportunities to move and. Uh, I just sat down with my family and my faith, everything. And I just such a diehard Chicago sports fan. I just wanted to have another run. I just, I just didn't want it to be at leave right away. And I, I was happy. I was really happy. I love my players. I love the school. I love the city. And so I stayed. And then we had another run this year and my life got crazy again. And um, it was just something about, I sat down with the athletic director, Joe Castiglione. And um, it was something about the way um, OU, the people there, the vibe there, the, they, they, they covet values. They covet doing it the right way. Um, there's just such a great vibe there. And, um, I just felt there was a lot of things moving towards the power five conferences or the autonomy five, as they correct me really fast. Um, (laughs) but, um, and, and I didn't know we were going to the sec at the time, but it just, it just made sense for me. Um, it was really hard to leave Chicago and, uh, because how much I love the city and I love Loyola, but uh, it was time and I couldn't find a a better place uh, for me that fits me personally
0: than Oklahoma. Take us back because <clears throat> you're an Illinois native. Take it, Take us back to when you took the job at Loyola, which has been pretty much you know a, a program that was like really downridden. Um, they say that's where people go to die. I don't. I don't know. That's what they tell me. I don't know. I mean, we played Loyola when I was a beat beating by fifty. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so you're taking that job. You're coming back. You got a head coaching job. What was your impression in coming in the program? And and what was the idea that you were going in there? Because you, I know you have a lot of energy. You, you, I mean, you're, you know, you'll run through a wall. So what was your impersonation when you came here to take that job in the beginning?
5: Well, it was like you said, Stacy, it was, it was rock bottom. And it was something that um, just tried to create a vision. I remember I went, I was digging through the hallway, uh, the closets, and I found this picture of the 1963 team sitting on a convertible, black and white photo in, 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 it was on Sheridan road. It was a parade after they won it. And the convertible was stuck. And the the guys, Jerry Harkness and all them are on the convertible. I'm like, how cool is that? Look at the excitement around Loyola's program. Took the picture, put it on my wall. Fast forward to 2018. We beat Kansas State. The next day, they're sending up the NCAA. We're on a plane, cheerleaders, dancers, uh, everybody, families. We land in O'Hare. They take a police escort. They say there's a parade at at, uh, the arena there on campus. We get a police escort. We turn on, we go to Rogers Park. Now we got like 10 police cars escorting us. We're down by Bruno's on Sheridan. And all of a sudden, people started coming out of the bars. They had their phones. Traffic stopped. And our bus got stuck. And I hit my <laughs> wife and i like, how about that picture? Wow. Wow. And I just said, you just got to have a vision. Wow. I, said, have a vision. I, I tell you what was crazy is they hadn't had a player. It was since David Bailey from, I think, Westinghouse. It was like 12 years they hadn't had a Chicago Public League player. So I just started – I mean, I didn't even wear a polo. I was wearing a shirt that said Loyola as big as I can, just going in and out of the schools and just trying to make it cool. Cause it wasn't cool to go to Loyola. They, they were, they were trying to run from it. And we just wanted to make it to be a place where these kids from Chicago thought it was a great place. And Milton Doyle was our first one that we got. And he ended up being all league. He had up and down with the bulls for a minute. Uh, and then we got Dante Ingram from Simeon, Lucas Williamson from Whitney Young. So what it was, it was a total process of just being relentless about getting Loyola's name out there, recruiting the right guys, you know, recruiting Dante Ingram, a state champion at Simeon, Lucas Williamson, a state champion at Whitney Young, Cameron Crutwig, like all-time leading winner in his high school at, 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 from Jacobs High School, and then now he's the all-time winner at Loyola. So it was about keeping some of these kids home and, and getting the right winning type of programs that we recruited from.
3: You mentioned you took a leap of faith going to Loyola. Before you went there, you were an assistant for Rick Majerus, the late, great Rick Majerus. And everyone knows about his larger-than-life personality. What kind of counsel did he give you about taking that leap of faith and, and coming to, to, back to Chicago to coach at Loyola?
5: You know, he thought it was a great fit. I got—I was born and raised Catholic. I, I went to Bennett Academy. I, I played at a Jesuit school, Creighton University. I was coaching with Rick at a Jesuit school at SLU. And he's like, Porter, Chicago, um, this, and he goes, this, you, you, you got to take this. And then he wrote me a long handwritten note. He goes, Porter, I know how, your energy and how much you want to win. He goes, do it the right way. He goes, don't try to do it overnight. And that was his big message. He goes, build a program, not a team. And he was just, you know, with that. And, and, then, and then we went to dinner and dessert.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no shock there, yeah, right? right. <laughs> everybody,
5: everybody wanted me to go work for him. like, Porter, you're going to go work for Rick Majerus. He's going to work you to the bone. And I'm like, I'm not afraid of that. That does the hardest part was I had four kids from the ages like one through six, like four kids. The hardest part was, and I did my right arm to have one of those, but going to dinner. He, he he lived in the hotel. He was single. He literally, we went to dinner every night. He wanted to go to dinner every night. And dinner just wasn't a quick, like, if we went out for dinner, it'd be like an hour and 15 minutes. Rick, it was an event. He wanted everybody around, like the X and the the the, the linens at... Lorenzo's on the hill in St. Louis would all be <laughs> X and o with markers. And it was it was fun, but it, that was so hard because we'd want to go till 10 o'clock every night. What wow. was his
4: car like? I heard he had post-it notes everywhere in his car. Is that true?
5: Yeah, his car was a disaster. <laughs> uh, it, 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 there, was, there, there was stuff everywhere. And, and then the thing about Rick is, I mean, I needed three seatbelts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love him But like, he would just... Floor it. I mean, he'd just be going. I mean, he would go so fast with no regard. I'm like, Coach, they're not going to get out of the way.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, how, building your program here and how hard it was to try to get the the publicly kids to come here because, you know, I know how difficult that was because Loyola wasn't the cool school at the time. You know, and so Oklahoma's kind of in that same situation. We've talked uh, a lot about that is that the kids in Oklahoma are, are – tend to go to other schools, which really disappoints me because, you know, being born and raised in Lawton, Oklahoma, we took pride about coming to the state school. You know, we only recognize one school in Oklahoma. We don't recognize Oklahoma State. So uh, Oklahoma <laughs> is the only university there. I'll give Tulsa a little shout out, but they don't really count either. But um, how important is it to, to do the same thing that you did here in Chicago with the kids here in Oklahoma?
5: It's huge. You want to you wanna set your borders around your own state because there's something inherently competitive about wrapping your own state as a player as a player and uh, so you know the the 22 class this year I mean I should say that I just came from a gym I can't tell you which one but I just came from a a class of 23 I'm recruiting it really really hard and uh, that this is the you know Talking about this this is a state school. I love what you said about the tradition. Stacy, I remember my first week having a conversation with you and you were so adamant about it, man. We got to keep the top kids at home. Gotta keep the top kids at home. Yeah. Kids at home. yeah. And, and, and uh, you were very adamant about it. And I it's 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 what I felt too at, at Loyola Chicago. So my energy level, uh starting with the borders of this state, uh is, is very high to keep the best kids home.
3: Porter, you mentioned uh you felt like the timing was right to make this transition in your coaching career. When you look around the landscape of college basketball, as you mentioned, Oklahoma's heading to the Southeastern Conference and everybody's kind of maneuvering to find the best situations. The other thing that's come into play is this whole name, image, and likeness where athletes can make money you know, where they weren't able to do that in the past. Is that factor in for you being at a prestigious university like Oklahoma where you can attract kids and say, hey, I can help you if you have some financial need along the way?
5: Yeah, there's three major things that has changed my profession dramatically in the last six to ten months. Like three major things. One, the transfer portal. Oof, like yeah. the transfer portal is a major like, like thing that happened to, to us. All of a sudden you can leave. Like I took the job at Oklahoma after Lon Kruger retired. And in that like three weeks that he was retired, the whole team went in the transfer portal. Right. I literally inherited three yeah. players. Oh. Then then the next thing is the name is and likeness. To answer your question is yes it's definitely being played. Some schools, you know, they got to figure out the guardrails. Yeah. It just can't be this crazy, you know, legal cheating. Um they got to I think it was I think it's absolutely the right time to, to to be able to help these young players who are who are generating so much interest with TV money with all this that they get a piece of the pie. We just got to figure out so it's just not just a skewed recruiting advantage that some schools got to figure it out and you know, with the guardrails. So definitely absolutely comes up all the time in the recruiting and we're dealing with it. Oklahoma's brand. They had a thing about the top 10 schools with the brand. The brand of Oklahoma is one of the top 10 schools. Yeah. Um, the third thing that's affected my profession is this overtime, the G leagues, the overtime.
3: Yeah.
2: And
5: we're not only sitting in living rooms, recruiting against other schools now we're recruiting against that and you know just this week there's a 16 year old kid and how it works is they forego forego their senior year of high school and they go it's all about development then they played one year which they would have played in college in the g league so they get they get a two-year commitment and they're getting kids are getting offered 1.2 million for two years at 16 years old wow wow i mean all that i mean it's that's that's just like almost across the board and average and they're going into a lot of them, you know, green, Josh green um, had some success doing it and he got picked second. Now there'll be a lot more in the top hundred players. You're going to see it's upwards of 15 to 20 are going to go do it.
0: Wow. And so when you're, when you're going up against that, um, I know that's gotta be difficult. I, we talked about the portal. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the portal. Um, I understand why they did it with the COVID and giving the kids an extra year. I wish I would've had that when I was in school. I would've probably stayed another year myself. But, you know, we talked about how Oklahoma, you know, you lose frontline starters and how hard that was. And then to have to scramble to get that roster filled out. So tell our listeners how you've been able to basically remake that whole roster in such a short period of time
5: well just to backtrack the transfer portal came about when it all kind of started with people saying well coaches can leave without a penalty and all that like they can leave they can they can go to our school and let me tell you i didn't leave for free i had a thing called the damn buyout <laughs> <laughs> i had to pay a buyout we had to pay a big penalty um for that and here's the crazy thing there was 21 coaches that moved to another conference or moved to another school. There was 1,900 transfers. Oh. How about that number? Wow. And it kind of started with people with that argument. was like, man, they get to they get to sit. Coaches can leave whenever they want. So then, so I got to Oklahoma, and that we had three players. And you literally, it was also a time where the NCAA hadn't released the dead period. So I couldn't go into living rooms. I couldn't go. I had to start from scratch. And we were just... Having to zoom all day every day and watch as much tape as we can and do as much as we can, trying to piece it out of the transfer portal. So being that now, I don't know if I would have lost the whole team if they if they had to sit a year, but since they were able to leave, we were able to get a couple of guys that could play right away. So it did work in our benefit since we didn't have very many guys. But we literally, Stacy, we just we were just looking at you know guys that transferred. We looked at uh, I took a high school player that I was recruiting. Uh, at Loyola. He was from uh, Ben Richardson and Clay Custer's high school, a winning program, young man named Alston Mason, uh, who I thought was terrific. We were recruiting him at, at uh, Loyola because we knew about him that the pandemic, he didn't get the recruiting because they couldn't go out that summer, but we knew about him. So we signed him, brought him. I think he's going to be a terrific player for us uh, in the future here at Oklahoma. But we had to, we literally had no, but we had, we had one player over six, five on a roster and he had one basket in his career. Wow, it <laughs> was the only height we had, so we had to really try to bring in some height and some size and piece this thing together. And I think we did good. I mean, we got uh, Tanner Groves was probably one of the most highly recruited big man in the country. He's the one with um, um, that uh, had thirty five against Kansas. Now you talk about name engine likeness. I've been getting with him. Remember that that beef jerky commercial with the guy in the flannel and the beer? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like. Pros, man, you need to get on name and your likeness for the big <laughs> turkey with that Sasquatch, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> Killing with that beard, put a flannel on, do hey, it.
4: Hey, coach one one thing it's it's uh, you know your f- saying was why not us? And I know you have uh, Clayton Custer on your uh, on your coaching staff, and and you know you were able to keep players at Loyola for a couple of years, and that didn't that help you? in the tournament and stuff. Now, do you feel like guys are going to come in and want to go play in the NBA and you have to change your coaching style a little bit now, or, you know, you talked about recruiting, but getting players to stay like you had at Loyola, you know, I do, I have been doing, um,
5: uh, corporate speaking, different stuff on leadership and everything. And I, I think the thing that the, about the leadership is, is sometimes people are so focused on bringing new people in that they forget about pouring into the people that are in your organization or on your team. And I was very, I mean, we were very proud that like we had nobody in our top 10 ever leave at Loyola. I mean, we might've had a guy that's 11, 12 or 13 that we said, Hey, you know, you're not playing or he's not playing. They want to go find playing time, but we never had like all our players. Like right now you're seeing people's yeah. third leading score league or because he wants to be the leading score. Yeah. Brilliant. And that—that uh, wow. so <laughs> that is, that is something that I, uh, for here, we want to build the same way. You know, just, Guys that want that that are from winning programs that want to win that, that the skill level we recruit to our offense we're going to get them to guard but we're going to recruit skill <laughs> that offense but I think that's that's the thing is is you got to recruit your own team I mean people are saying that my peers are saying they got to recruit your own team so they don't leave my thing is it's not really recruit your own team you just got to pour into your team you know you got to pour into them and you know b- build that culture to where they love being there and yes the NBA. At this level, we're going to recruit some players that will go early. And man, if they can do that, God, I'm going to give them a big hug. I'm going to give them a big hug. Well, I mean, if, if, if a young man can go and he's with now, with all the evaluation tools they give these kids, man, if they get the right people advising them, they're going to know when to go. And still, kids are making mistakes doing it, but gosh, the, the tools they give them. But I'm not worried about if we recruit a kid and he leaves the NBA. Hell, that's a great thing for Oklahoma. Yeah, it's I mean, great for the program. A, yeah, they've got a great player. I'm, I'm, you know, you worry about kids having some adversity, and hearing those demons on their shoulders saying, "Hey, man, it's it's better over there." And the thing that young people and Stacy alluded to this. He had a great message to our own players when he spoke at our golf outing a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's there is it doesn't mean that it's automatically. Change is going to be better. You know, you're going to have to fight through some stuff. You're going to fight through some stuff, and uh, that's what we worry about the transfer portal as adults. That people are just going to just leave because it got tough. Leave because it got tough. Yeah. And uh, that's it's, that's going to be a constant uh, focus for us is constantly creating our culture where people want to stay and and wear those OU colors until they go to the league or the corporate world or whatever wherever it may be.
0: Well, and, and, you know, we talk about, you know, Oklahoma talent and being able to get Oklahoma talent. Talk a little bit about freshman Bijan Cortez. Uh, he's got a big name. Everybody knows him in the state of Oklahoma. He can really hoop. Uh, my brother, um, who all, you also have a freshman, uh, CJ Nolan from Texas, that my sons played basketball with at, at their mm-hmm. high school. So I know a little bit about him. Both those kids are very talented. So, so talk a little bit about those guys, especially Bijan.
5: So Bijan's an Oklahoma player, um, and he won the state championship at Kingfisher. So right out of the gate, I just love that. I love that, that he that he's comes from a winning program. Uh, he's a big point. He's like he's up six three. Um, his best attribute is he really can what we called at Loyola starting the domino, creating a scramble defense. He's good on ball screens, um, and uh, you know, just like all freshmen, he came in eight weeks the summer, um, got acclimated, you know, and then. Now our fall workouts, he took another step forward. So uh we'll see. Really like him. He's a, a high energy kid. He's a winning program, and he's a, a local player here who's playing for his home state. CJ Nolan is um is 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 as big a guard, um, almost too big. He came in at 232 at 6'3. Oof. Um, but he is learning to use that and slim down, use that in a powerful way. Um, and he just great kid. Um, he's really working. Um, he gets going from point A to point B and when he learns how to get shoulder and body up, body in and keep him on your hip. And, uh, he's, he, I'm excited for those guys, uh, to see where they're going to go. And that's the thing is freshmen, this level is for freshmen is, is you got to keep, you got to stay with it because those take, those two kids had a lot of success in high school. And that's the thing you constantly, and I've been used to this kids coming in and you got to bring them on. And, uh, Really worked the development, but I love those two kids.
3: Hey, Coach, if you would, uh, take us back to the the 2018 Final Four run. And obviously, you were probably the second biggest name on Loyola after Sister Jean. I mean, <laughs> it was amazing the following that she had, and she's still going strong, God bless her. Um, what was the coolest thing that happened? A conversation, a text message, a chance encounter along the road to the Final Four that that, that you'll always treasure when you look back on it?
5: Man, I, I really – I've been asked that question so many times. And I, I, I can't sum it up in one thing, but I can kind of sum it up in how it was. Everyone always asked me about the focus. Like, how did you guys stay focused? Because the hoopla was crazy. I mean, Chicago was crazy. And and I remember i remember in 2016 coming back from a recruiting trip, coming back up Lakeshore Drive when the Cubs – and then it said, go Cubs in the skyline. Sure. And I'm like, that's the
3: coolest damn thing I've ever
5: seen. <laughs> and when we beat Kansas State, on oh, my phone's blowing up, and it said, go Loyola. And the whole city had that Navy yeah. pier, the Hancock building was maroon and gold. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And we decided, we set out to say, you guys, we are going to have the time of our lives when it's time to enjoy We are enjoying it <laughs> each other, whether it's a pregame meal, whether it's a parade, but when it's time to walk through in a ballroom, when it's time a film session, when it's a practice, we all were like saying, it's going to be a laser like focus. So it was just so fun to come back from like, we, uh, we went to a meal after we beat, um, I think it was Nevada to go to the Elite Eight, and we're back in the hotel. The hotel was crazy. We finally made it back to. We're getting a meal, and our guys are on the phone like little kids. And the Dante was like, "Drake's hitting me! Drake's hitting me!" And they're like, they were like little kids. They were like little kids, and on how all that was going down. But um, I mean, it was it was surreal, like for these guys. But I remember walking to a press conference at the Missouri Valley championship. We beat, we beat uh, Illinois state and we're, we're walking to the press conference after cutting down the nets and Ben Richardson, and Clay Custer, I was walking behind them. And it was like two kids, like they grew up together. they I mean, since they were little kids and like he put his arm around him. It was like, he was getting him a noogie. He was like, he was like, Hey, <laughs> we're going to the NCAA tournament. They were, they were really like, they were like little kids. Cause it was just, they believed in this journey that we were going to do at Loyola and they believed it. And then we got there and then every step of the way we just believed. We thought we were going to win a national championship. We really did. Yeah. I mean, my therapist says I'll get over it, being up 10 against Michigan in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> I mean, I, we were up 10 in the second half. But think about that. And then with the new team except two guys, we had, it wasn't like we had nine guys back from that team. It was only uh, Kretwig and Williamson. We went to the Sweet 16. and um, But that 2018, uh, going to the Final Four, we had 44,000 at our practice. Wow. Yeah. 44,000 at the dome <laughs> in our practice. The, the guys are like, I mean, it was just, um, just the journey. My favorite thing was that we were intentional with the people, the families, the kids, the the going, walking down to the river walk with police all around us, going to a restaurant and having people have gondolas up and down <laughs> the, 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 the river walk yelling at us. Yeah. I mean, it was just, but we, we literally had a great vibe where we were going to enjoy the heck of it. I wasn't that guy like, in your rooms, but I said we would do this. I mean, we were we were enjoying it, and then we were focused at the same time, which I thought was a cool
3: combination. It's yeah, like I, real life Hoosiers. Yeah, right? it was. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think you guys captivated America. You were America's yeah. favorite. Like, I think everybody was so disappointed you guys didn't you know win at all. I think you you everybody was really pulling for you. I I thought that was really cool.
5: Yeah, and Sister Jean helped with captivating America too. Yeah, so yes. All the, yes. the, the non basketball fans went with her. I'll never forget being on like Good Morning America. And, like, Sister Jean, God bless you, she's the best. she gave give us scouting report. And it was, you know, he could shoot, he could do <laughs> Kind of like, like Hey, they're running a 45 cut. Make sure you close the body on the 45 cut. Like, it wasn't any of that. And, like, I remember on, on Good Morning America, it wasn't like we were doing, like, I did, uh, you know, the Jim Rome show. I mean, he he was, he was knows, you know, I'm on the Good Morning America, and they're like, Porter, it is really cool how much you use Sister Jean's scouting approach.
1: I I love her, I
5: I use her divine intervention, let me tell you. Yeah, Yeah, I think Sister
1: sister Jean convinced the whole country that it was destiny. And so I think everyone was shocked because we just figured it was, you know, she, she had, yeah, she had arranged it ahead of time. She <laughs> yeah, she had a direct line. It's true. She did To God. We are
0: going to win. Yes, you are, Sister Jean. You are the burning bush. So, so like, so when you had to, you had to break the news to everybody at Loyola that you were going to go to Oklahoma, you know, what was that conversation like? And, and what was that like with your players and Sister Jean? Did she like kick you in the knee and say, you know, <laughs> you know I mean, how was that conversation?
5: Well, if if I had it on Zoom or FaceTime with Sister Jean, with I didn't, this is what I picture it would have been like.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, but I, I will share that share this with you. My, my, uh, the first time around in the Final Four, I confided in Sister. I literally um, met with her, and the only people that knew were Steve Watson, my athletic director, and my family, and then Sister Jean. And I, I said, Sister, I'm just really torn. I love it here. I, I feel like I have a... A purpose here. I go. Can you pray for me? And she says, "I'm going to pray for you." And then the next day, she wrote me like a two page letter. Why I better not leave. Oh. Like, why, 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 why. and then uh, why it's a good thing. But I tell you, it was hard when you when you love a place, when you invest and put your name and you know for ten years to get it to where it was, and you know. And then I had a great working relationship with our athletic director Steve Watson. I just I, we we were we were totally in in sync. Um, my family loved it my kids loved it uh, i love the players it was really we had I, I i can't even say it enough how much i love the players there and that zoom was very hard so my first call was to steve watson very very hard um then it was i zoomed with the players immediately after that and obviously they figured when the, i call an emergency meeting with all the hoopla around on a zoom and we i couldn't meet him in person i had to zoom you know you know yeah. how brutal that is yeah you know how brutal that is that you, you had to that you these these young men become family. And uh, so that was very hard. And then I called Sister. I called Tom Kelly at the university. Um, but yeah, Sister, I tell you what Sister did. And uh, do I have it right here? Um, sister has, uh, this isn't it? It is. This, is. this is a binder from Sister Jean. And she starts out by saying, hello, Porter. Little did I know that when I began to prepare this booklet of correspondence and prayers, of 2021 that I shared during the year of COVID that I'll be sending a copy as a farewell to you. Wow. She sent me a book of every prayer she had at Oklahoma at Loyola. Wow. wow. All That's the emails it's, it's in by it's all binded up. I mean, can you imagine she's just doing 102. She did it all herself. She typed it, she bounded it,
2: wow. and handwritten,
5: all these handwritten notes. And, uh, wow. she's a friend for life with me. And, um, uh, She means a lot to me and uh, I tried to get her to enter the transfer portal. (laughs) (laughs) And again, she gave me one of these, (laughs) but uh, she's, she is a treasure. She is an absolute treasure.
0: I saw some people at the uh, golf outing trying to audition to be Sister Jean. Oh my I God. saw I saw quite a few. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be our Sister Jean for the Sooners. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> literally, literally I
5: just had people <laughs> rolled in Chicago because I told them the story. It's it, it probably not my Catholic response that I said, but I was joking with, but she came, she said she's been going to games since like 69. She had sooner earrings, a sooner bow. <laughs> and she said, I've been going to the games. I'm 90 years old and I've been going to the games. I want to be your sister, Jean. I said, really? <laughs> see, me in, see me in 10 years. <laughs>
0: well, one thing about, hey, one thing, about, hey, oh, one thing, on. one thing, one thing about, and I, and I talked about this when I, when I did my little speech, you know, I don't know if the sooner faithful are really know how hard it was for you to leave and the impact that you made here in Illinois. Um, you know, I, I joked that they made a statue of you. They were going to make a statue of it if you stayed. <laughs> so, so, so they're very appreciate lucky appreciate to have that, you. I appreciate that. They're, they're, they're very lucky to have you. And my biggest question to you is: Now, did you know how big OU football was before you got there? <laughs> Because I, I, I mean, I know you probably knew it was big, but did you, when you got there on campus, your first time on campus and you saw everything <laughs> and all the buildings and the stadium and all the stuff that comes along with OU football, did you know it was that big?
5: I'd like to say yes, but it's no. <laughs> I, I'd like to say yes. I mean, I was played at Creighton in Omaha, Nebraska, which was like an hour from Lincoln. And I told Barry Switzer this last game. I just saw him. I said, I, I ended up disliking the huskers so much because like we're getting ready to go to the ncaa tournament in march and the lead story is the weather report for the, the spring huskers football. spring yeah.
3: game
2: and, like,
5: yeah. we're going to the ncaa tournament so i learned to hate the huskers and root for oklahoma back then <laughs> but i'm telling you it's it's insane i remember um going to the softball championship run and we were in that we had a we had a a scaffolding that they made for a lot of the coaches And Bob Stoops was out there, Lincoln Riley was out there, I was out there, Joe Castiglione was out there, the President Harris was out there, we're on the scaffolding. And they hit back-to-back home runs right in the center field, right next to our scaffolding to two people right next door, right next to each other. They caught the balls. And they're like, go take a picture. Bob, you, Lincoln, and Porter, go take a picture. Man, I go out there with Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley. Oh, I might, I might as well bet a dude that worked at the convenience store. <laughs> That's that, that dealt with Bob Stoops. I mean, they, Bob, Bob Stoops, they, those guys, I mean, he does have a statue. Lincoln yeah. will have a statue. Yeah. And uh, they're great guys. Um, but you know what I love? Those guys are all in. I'm going to be next door neighbors with Lincoln, and those guys are all in about helping us, have, helping all the sports. Yeah. Um, Patty Grasso, the softball coach, five-time national champion. Oh, yeah. he, he, they are wired here to do things the right way and and to win at a high level. But football, man, it is <laughs> it's a different it's a different
3: deal <laughs> <laughs> well coach we want to thank you so much i know it's been crazy for you trying to get indoctrinated into everything at oklahoma and you're getting uh, off-season workouts getting ready for the start of practice we appreciate you so much taking yeah. some time here on give me the hot sauce you will always be remembered finally here in chicago for a marvelous run at loyola taking the ramblers to the final four and back to the tournament just this past season so we wish you all the best stacy's going to be following you as close as he can and if you need some help with her inspirational speech my man Stacy's always, always you know, available. You know,
0: if you need me to come in and be a recruiting uh, analyst to help
3: you with some recruiters, I,
0: I got two nephews, baby, Oh, the apple don't fall from the tree. Hey, I'm trying to steer him towards you now. I'm trying I, to steer I, him I towards can't Suda get Land. About him. But
5: I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, I know Stacy's probably giving you a lot of hot sauce about how big he is <laughs> in Oklahoma. And I can just tell you right now, when Stacy came back, he is a big deal.
3: He sure they is. They love him here.
5: They love him here. He's bigger than life here. Checks and in the uh mail. the people, he is a legend in, in in Norman, Oklahoma, in the state of Oklahoma. So, it, you can believe it when he d- throws that hot sauce about his <laughs> He is that big. He is that big here.
3: Hey, you're checks in the mail coach. I appreciate that. All right. The great Porter Moser. Fight song on the way out.
2: We're firing a director over
0: here,
3: man. You're supposed to be playing Boomer Sooner, no, man. That was Eddie Money. No,
0: no, we're not playing Eddie Money. We want Boomer Eddie Sooner. Money.
3: Oh, my God. Hey, Coach, we'll fix it in editing. Thank you so much. There
0: we go, <laughs> there we go. Hey, there we go baby. There we go. Damn, yeah, boy. Give me a basketball right now,
3: Welcome back. Episode 46 to Give Me the Hot Sauce. It was really a lot of fun catching up with Porter Moser. Great run at Loyola. Now he's getting ready to do some great things at Oklahoma. And Stacey, I was just blown away when he was talking about football. You know, he, he acted like uh, he was a guy <laughs> just working on the side next to the football coaches. Um, Spencer Rattler had a big game last weekend.
0: Yeah, you know what? I mean, the Sooners made up a little bit. I'm still concerned about their defense. Um, they scored a lot of points, but they were playing the Sisters of the Poor. <laughs> and um, I'm a little disappointed they play right
3: Nebraska now. that used to be every well, Thanksgiving they, they, coming they, up they this that used
0: weekend. to be yeah. a that huge was rivalry when I was yeah. in school it's was a huge yeah. rivalry when they when the Nebraska went to the Big Ten you know and they weren't playing each other anymore that was really disappointing to Oklahoma fans and now they're they're, they're going to play for the first time in a long time. Nebraska is not nebraska Scott right. Frost is really struggling there trying to turn that program around. And it's going to take him. I mean, people are impatient. You know, they are he's already on a hot seat. He's only been there a couple of years. He's on a hot seat. So, you know, Pete, the the, the college football landscaping, man, the fan, the fan bases in the universities, they, they don't mess around. They don't have time. They're not gonna let you go out there and 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 build your program the way you need. If you need four years, they're gonna give you two. You know, and that's, you look at the UFC, the USC coach. You know, yeah, he had Clay Elton walked a, the plank. I mean, he had a winning, he had a winning record. I mean, he's been winning. You know, they lost to Stanford at home, but I mean, come on. like Yeah, and the
3: Pac-12 is really good this year, yes, too. Yes, I mean, all the teams in the well, Pac-12 were good. USC alumni had been unhappy with Clay Elton for quite a while. They wanted him fired a couple of years ago. He got a reprieve last year. They went 6-1 and one in the shortened season because of the pandemic. But, you know, the, he was a guy that was definitely going to be on the hot seat. And now you look at some of the names... We're two weeks into the season, and you're talking about James Franklin at Penn State, and they even threw Urban Meyer's name in there. It's like, who's who's leaving a job to go to another university at the start of the season. I mean they're gonna, they're going to have to wait USC until after the season is over with an interim coach and it's just going to be a mess there. Well, it
0: just it just shows you how cocky they are. They just mm-hmm. think that their program is their university can sell itself. They think it's so big that a coach would live, leave two games into the season, <laughs> I mean, pack his family and move across country to Southern California to coach at USC. Hey, listen, I'm sorry USC, that's not happening. It's right. not it's not happening and you're going to have to wait to the end of year and then even then you're gonna have to throw a lot of money at people you're gonna have to get people guarantees that because when you're looking at clay Helton, you're seeing his record and the numbers that he put up there and you're going wow you fired this guy who's successful but mm-hmm. like, what if i come here and i struggle just a little bit because all these players are not theirs whoever comes in there is going to have to try to to make good use of the players that they didn't recruit you know and You're going to have to, they're going to have to give them some patience because they got to get their people in. So, I mean, that's not an attractive job um, per se. I know, you know, USC, Southern California, um, the Trojans, the brand itself is big, but is it really a good program as, say, Oklahoma? Um, You know, Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, you know, I mean, it's not. It's not up there with those teams anymore.
4: Hey, before I hit the rifles, uh, would you give the 22 points then? That's what the, To what, who? To Nebraska. That's what they're favored.
0: You know, I you know, if it was my bet, I'd give them thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> Let me write that um, down. Yeah, 32. write that down. But I'm not betting anybody, so it doesn't okay. count what I but I am the Sooners 30. are gonna beat them by 32 points.
3: Thirty-two. Okay. Okay. All right, mark that down. Ow! I've been you know, shot. Speaking of Pac-12 football, how about Oregon going into the uh the horseshoe and beating Ohio State like a drum. They ran the ball right down their throats.
0: Listen, nobody's intimidated. These schools are not intimidated by these bigger schools anymore. Oregon Mm -hmm. has always been a powerhouse. So when people look at Oregon coming into Ohio State and winning and say, oh, that's a huge upset. Have you not seen Oregon play in the last 10 years? Oregon is a very good football team and a very good football program. So them coming into Columbus and and beating, it's not an upset. I know the rankings are different, Mm -hmm. but they are a very quality team out of the Pac-12. They go to a bowl game every year. Uh, Field Knight has put so much money into the program, they're able to recruit the, almost the whole West Coast. They've got the West Coast on lockdown, lockdown. and that's why UCLA is, is down. That's why USC, USC is down, is down. Yeah. because Oregon is able to come in there and just take almost every top recruit in California and bring them out to uh, Oregon.
3: The, the Nike men's.
4: influence, too. Yes. You know. Some sweet-looking unis. And yeah, they got different, They got like that's 20 helped.
0: different sets of uniforms, yeah, and, you know, and see, that's he, what kids look at like. The,
4: yeah. And King would be looking to go to Oregon because he loves those <laughs> unis. He loves unis. Uh-huh. I don't know about
0: that, man. I don't know about that, John. That's asking too much for me to go play for the uh, Oregon basketball team.
2: I th- no, no. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. You had the rifles?
4: Yes. So, uh, right, yes try. Try.
2: It was a good try, though. John. Ow! I have shot!
3: Week one of the NFL season, the Bears go into Los Angeles and pretty much stink it up. I, whoa, you know, people, whoa. People I are know, thinking think so, that they can is. build a team around a good defense, but their defense has really dropped off in the last couple of years. Listen...
0: America. Bears uh, fans. There we go. America. It's gonna be a long year. Yeah. I'm just oh, telling yes. you. I mean, listen, I, I I mean the the plays that the Rams scored on you know, busted coverages, letting guys get behind the yeah, secondary. Two busted
3: coverages. Yeah,
0: I mean, you, you can't do that, especially on you know when you're being featured and you're you're the, you're the the game of the night. That's the when you have to be mentally into the game. You have to. be everybody's got to know what they're doing. Not all eyes cross, all T's. And
4: they didn't finish, and, and, and
0: you know they, they didn't finish. finish and, but they, and, and and I will say this. I will say this about them. Had he stuck to the running game?
4: Yeah, well, Montgomery, he, they was, good.
0: Were, they, Montgomery oh, yes. was running all yeah. over the Rams front. Front yeah, seven, Yeah. and had he stuck to the running game, which would have opened up play action passing, and then they would have been able to push mm-hmm. the ball downfield. Yeah, they didn't do that,
4: Donald. Because so once they got oh, behind, and you start throwing, line the, best, down, defense the yep. best
0: defense for yeah, Montgomery, the best defense for Montgomery was yeah. Uh, was the coach Negi. Yeah, he's
3: the only one who can stop yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, Montgomery did hurt his hand in the second half. He went out for a while. Came yeah, back because he
0: punched the Gatorade thing, asking for the ball. <laughs> yeah. He went over to the Gatorade and punched it, and he hurt his hand. Montgomery, I feel your pain because I was doing the yeah. same thing in my house. Like, get him the ball. We were at Paisano's, and I
4: was pretty fired up. Right. I was I fired up worked. watching Bear football. I thought for three quarters, I
3: was seeing some Bear football. Six
0: it was nice game.
3: to to see Justin Fields get five snaps. He yeah. made the most of it. Nice completion thought... in the red zone, and then he ran in the touchdown on yeah. the option play.
0: He's going to get more and more playing oh, yeah. time as we yeah. go along. Okay, the red rifle, the red rocket, the red—I don't know what you want to call them—red I mean, wagon. Yeah, the red wagon. Yeah, our old red wagon. Okay, with rusty wheels. Red Wagon. Okay. I mean, he, he, listen, listen. He missed. He missed so many wide open receivers. The other night against the Rams commit uh, the, the tight end mm-hmm. one time when it was like a, it was third and long and he ran right across on a drag play right across the middle of the field and was wide open and the red rocket.
4: Yeah. You know, we might uh, have to ask our guest uh, that's coming up here to break that down. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely do yeah, that. We definitely, do but, that. and you
3: saw the, the passing chart, he didn't throw anything 10 yards downfield. Well, I mean, you're, no. you're not challenging the he defense did, he didn't have you,
4: protection though. You need <laughs> max protection. You,
0: you know See, what? Uh, Shotgun formation. Back up another extra five yards to give yourself a chance. Okay, <laughs> your customary shotgun position, you're fine. But for the Bears, you got to back up like it's another like a five long yards. You got a <laughs> yeah. long snag like your punter. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh-huh. should be in the same position <laughs> the punter is, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. call hike and then play. Uh-huh. And he's got all day in because uh-huh. all the people got to run. They got to run twenty yards to get him.
4: Speaking of Stand-up. shotgun. Ow, hey, if you
3: didn't. Shot. If you didn't see the Monday Night Football game, you really missed something. It was really super entertaining. I mean, the oh. Raiders almost gave it away in overtime with that stupid penalty oh. on the goal line, but they ended up winning it anyway. But I, I found myself. I was trying to figure out, am I going to watch this Manning broadcast? So I'm like, is it going to be too gimmicky? And I, and I started watching it, and I never left because those guys were entertaining, oh. the insightful. I mean, they're they're given the long play calls. I mean, it was you learned so much about the quarterback position and how offenses are run. It was
0: it was fantastic. It, it, I'm going to tell you something. It was. Very entertaining. It mm-hmm. was funny as hell. Peyton Manning, first of all, is, is a comedian, okay? okay? If you if you yeah. follow him and you listen to him commercials, he is super funny, okay? Eli surprised me, and people said this about Eli. You know, when you saw Eli with the Giants, he's all straight-laced, you know, doesn't like he has a personality. We're doomed, we'll never right, make man. it. You know, he had that kind of personality. But when he's around he's his good. brother... He's a totally different Eli, yeah. and and some of the things that they were doing when he was calling out, when he acted like John Gruden, mm-hmm. and he was calling out to cadence and and, <laughs> and Eli yeah. was the quarterback coming to the line, and he's yelling, and, and Peyton is yelling out these these all these numbers, and then so Eli is just like the quarterback, he's he's kind of confused for a second, like, yeah. hey, you know, hey, slow down, I'm trying to get all the, <laughs> you know, it was just it was so funny because it puts you in the mindset of a quarterback, like yeah. with John Gruden, who is super smart, who's very good at the X's and O's of the game. Remember. You said that little show, the quarterback room, oh, where he break the quarterback down. It was one of the best things on TV. And Peyton Manning, too. Peyton Manning. Honestly, if ESPN was smart and Peyton would do it, they need to put him on ESPN on the Monday Night Football. He, he would not want to do it. Though. I mean, they need to pay him whatever. Yeah. They, how much is it going to take you to come? Because he, he, in my opinion, would be better than Tony Romo, and Tony Romo is fantastic. Peyton Manning's knowledge of the game mm-hmm. and just some of the things when you listen to him talk. Like, he's like, oh, my God, I didn't yeah. even notice that. Like, he is so good at that.
3: Yeah. And when they had Russell Wilson on late in the game, Russell Wilson was great. And, and when that ball went through the Raiders' hands and bounced off a helmet and intercepted the end zone, yes. all three of those guys just looked like they were shot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all
3: quarterbacks, you know, at the but highest level going, how, how that can that you? Yes, yes, You yes. know, we've got, first of all, the Raiders thought they won the game. They were congratulating each other, shaking hands on the field you and know, have a replay review. You gotta they got to go back it. out there. They put it, the ball on the half-yard line and they don't score. <laughs> That yeah, was unbelievable. I, I, they, I, I started to
4: think at one point these teams aren't as good as we The game was, I know, entertaining. I was listening to the radio. But at some point, you're like, are these teams any good? We'll see. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't, I
0: don't, I mean, the games I've watched, like, I was, I came I came away impressed, you know, with the 49ers. The 49ers looked like a really, really good football team. Mm-hmm. And, and
4: Detroit came back in yeah, that Detroit game. Yeah, Detroit
0: came back in that game. And Detroit, I mean, if you're, you know, you're a Bears fan. That may not be a game that you can look on the schedule and go, we're going to win. Because they put up like 30, 37 33 points. points. Yeah, and, and Jared Goff looked pretty good right. in the quarterback uh, position. So they were slinging it all over the place. Um, you know, Tom Brady, you know, what are you going to say, man? Tom Brady is... Tampa looks like the cream of the crop in the NFC, mm-hmm. you know. And if they can stay healthy, Gronklin, I was telling John Gronk looks a lot better this year than he did last year. He looks a lot more healthier. And we were talking about how they were like rating the top tight ends, and you know Gronk's name didn't come up, which is oh, really ouch. like it's really Mistake. asinine <laughs> that his name wouldn't even be up there. You know, they asked Travis Kelsey, you know, you know they were talking about Travis Kelsey and how good he is, and and they were saying you know who are the best tight ends, and he was calling the kid uh, George Kittle, George Kittle, which yeah. is the area Everybody compares those two mm-hmm. together anyway. Yep. But in my opinion, because those two are are one dimensional, you know, they're straight, you know, H back receiver type tight ends, you know, Gronk is a complete football player. Yeah. Complete football player. He plays all aspects: run blocking, mm-hmm. pass blocking, releasing. And then he's played with Tom Brady for so long; oh, is... they are connected mentally. And he was in the touchdown they threw inside the ten yard line. He was supposed to stay in and block. And then him and him and Brady had this connection for him to release because Brady uh, Brady recognized that the linebacker was not in the spot where he's supposed to be. So right. if Gronk released, mm-hmm. he'd be wide open. He called it at the line, and it was automatic. Touch down. Yeah.
3: Stinger was involved in a little bit of baseball history last oh, weekend. Yes. A yeah. combined no-hitter for the Milwaukee Brewers, Corbin Burns, and Josh Hader. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, you got the scorecards. So this, if you're is, watching on YouTube, take a look. Take, is, take a closer look. This is important.
4: Yeah, this, this is my scorecard from the uh, the game, and I actually had everybody sign it and you know, as, you know, I'm directing. This is my third no-hitter. This is in, no the, bin. No, in see the, the bin. bin. But <laughs> here, here is... That's uh, awesome. Here, this is cool. This is... Uh, There's oil. I want to show you uh, Bill, Bill Schroeder's, uh, if I can get my cursor right. Bill Schroeder, who caught the last... Rock. Rock Schroeder, who yeah. caught the last no-hitter... Juan Neavis. Uh, ni- well, yep, 1987. <laughs> I was
3: working in Milwaukee then. Well, okay, so you know. Yeah. so Juan hitting, trying to fart, figure out where we're going. So this is Bill... So,
4: is so Bill, many things in the bubble. So, yes. Stacey, take a look at this. This is Bill Schroeder's scorebook. That's and you can see on the right side... Reyes was the only batter that came up with runners in scoring position, and he struck out. And so Bill is kind of cool. He caught the last no-hitter, and he called this game, and I directed it, and it was it was kind of thrilling. Were you, were you
3: feeling any pressure?
4: No, I wasn't feeling any pressure. Once again, you know, it was in Cleveland, so... Was it a rain delay? It was no rain delay. Um, we I only had the two cameras, but... The director in Cleveland was outstanding, and we worked together. I iso Corbin Burns mm-hmm. and and um, Craig Council why he did his thing, and he let us have a handheld on the field. We interviewed three players nice. on the field: the catcher Navas, Hayter, and uh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burnsen,
3: he was it, there. Yeah, Corbin <laughs> Burns, yeah. but it, yeah, it was the long. star of Major <laughs> League. You see, yeah,
4: I, you could I could tell like right away after the first three innings. Look at he had uh, eight uh no what was that five seven k's and nine
3: batters and the indians have been no hit three times this year wow. every time with zach Pleasak as the starting yep. pitcher wow. yeah yep. his uncle dan is probably thinking he's really snake
4: yeah how about that three wow, times three man. times
3: really <laughs> yeah it was so. really cool you know and, and i was working trying to fit all the college football and everything else into three and a half minutes and so you get a no hitter late and my first going i got no place for it and i'm like this is a no hitter he goes no it was two pitchers that doesn't count and i'm like Come yes, on. Does. Wow. It, it how count. was it Like
0: 25? <laughs> yeah.
2: <but> that, <laughs> wow. I got to
4: tell you, just one thing. That was cool because Corbin Burns obviously wants a no hitter. And how many times we've seen guys go out and yeah. extend, overextend. Edwin Jackson threw 148 pitches and got his no hitter in Arizona, and he was never the same pitcher. So for Craig Council, convinced Corbin the best chance of getting a no hitter is bringing so Josh bad. Hader in, who's unhittable. Mm-hmm. They, they, they both share a no hitter. Corbin Burns doesn't extend his arm. Brewers win. It was, it was another example of a yeah, great coach. It's a great gamble.
0: It's it is. a great gamble because, a, because if if it doesn't work out and they end up losing, or, and then and then so Council now has an angry pitcher on his hand. It was only like, a three
4: nothing game too. Right? He
3: wanted to come out. Yeah, he said he was he was fighting to get through the eighth.
0: Right, but I mean, but just the
4: way Council's been able to get buy in from the players, it's really interesting to watch. You know, you know, a coach has command of the clubhouse when you see stuff like that on a daily basis. City of Champions, Milwaukee. City of Champions, Wisconsin.
3: yes. Got the rifles. You know. Hey, we got a we got a special friend of the program that we want to bring in. Uh, this young man has really impressed us. His name is Scott Nance. Goes to school at Fremd High School in Palatine. We uh, record the show, the Hustle & Flow studios are in Palatine, so he's not too far from us. He's got a bad wheel. He's got a bad wheel. He's a football player. He parked over the handicap.
0: He was able to use the handicap sticker.
3: But he's taken on a a great hobby for himself, breaking down football videos and really explaining it in a way that people can understand. And this could be a future career. Scott, welcome to Gimme the Hot Sauce. I know it's hard for you as a young guy to try to explain exactly in a nutshell what you're doing, but give the folks an idea of why you got involved with this passion and and, and how they can find the work that you're doing.
6: Yeah, thank you so much for getting me on the show. And just during COVID, I didn't really have anything going on, so I just decided to get in with this um, passion and study the game more. And on my TikTok account, I'm just going over film on players, ranking them, and just trying to engage with an audience and see what people think of my opinions. And in the future, I want to try to work with the NFL or with college football in general and try to be an analyst or a scout or a general manager or something of that sort. And just really, I have a passion for this and I just want to keep working hard. Was King
4: right with his assessment on Rob Gronkowski?
6: I actually disagreed a lot with that assessment. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear it. Come well, Scott. <laughs> oh so you when you mentioned that both George Kittle and Travis Kelsey were one dimensional tight ends, just receivers, I disagree with that a lot um, George Kittle is probably the best blocking tight end in the NFL at this point, apart from maybe just specialized blockers. but he is way more athletic, way more um versatile than Gronk at this point. he's like Gronk he's like what Gronk was a couple years ago. Gronk right now he's still amazing he's still this. Top seven tight end, top eight tight end with a very versatile skill set, both as a receiver with a great connection with Brady. He is still an amazing blocker, but he's, his athleticism has just fallen off a little bit more. While Kittle is this freak athlete at the moment and just the only problem he has is staying healthy right now. And when he's healthy, he's probably the best tight end in the NFL, apart from maybe Travis Kelsey. But even Travis Kelsey, he's not quite the blocker. He's still a good blocker but not quite the blocker that George Kittle is.
0: See, and that's where we disagree. Um, because, once again, you're, you know, you're this young, you know, young whippersnapper, and, you know, you're in that what have we done for you lately type thing, okay? So, Kittle is brittle, okay? I'm just being honest. I mean, Kittle is brittle. I mean, he's always hurt. Something's always wrong with him. Gronk plays hurt. Oh, Rock yeah. shows up and play. He's out there with a like your leg broken. He's out there hopping around with a broken leg. His elbow was dislocated. Remember the Super Bowl? Yes. I mean oh, so, drum, so so when I as an ex athlete <laughs> and when I see a player that comes out and plays at a high level, no matter if he's injured or sick or whatever, uh, you know, I'm not taking anything from Kittle. Kittle is is a very good tight end. What's the tight end from uh, um
3: um Oakland? Oh um, Waller. Waller, Waller! Yeah. Now yeah.
0: that now that guy, they don't. They need to give that kid some love.
3: What do you have like twenty targets on him? <laughs> yeah, <money>? he's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm about to pick him up my fantasy baby. <laughs> he's on my fantasy
6: baby.
3: <laughs> Who who's the uh, who's your best
4: the best quarterback in the NFL right now?
6: Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. It's not really a debate right now. Really? Like, okay. Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers might have had the best year last year, but like you said, it's the full bit of work, and we just saw what he did last week. It wasn't good at all probably the worst performance of any quarterback and he's supposed to be the best of any quarterback and just Patrick Mahomes just his arm his knowledge of what he's doing he's only improving the only problem he has is he sometimes drops too far back and gets sacked like we saw in the Super Bowl but yes Tom Brady is this super smart guy and he is this top five quarterback maybe he's going to be even higher this year but especially in the second year of the system, it's going to be very good for them. And Brady is this accurate, smart, very good quarterback. And But Mahomes just outclasses him in almost every single category. Except of- for rings. Except for rings, but when you're, talk- <laughs> but, but when you're talking <laughs> yeah, about a current ranking,
2: rings I'm not don't talking really current. <laughs> not talk about it, yeah. okay, okay yeah. Scott. So, yeah.
0: give me your assessment. I know we, you were showing me the video of, of you know, I'm, I'm big on these young quarterbacks. So, you were showing, you were showing me Joe Burrow, what you, you saw with him. What's your interpretation of all these young quarterbacks coming in? Who, of have you done any of them? Have you really looked at any of them? Who do you think of this young quarterback crop has the the, the potential? To be a game changer, franchise quarterback of the new quarterbacks we've got in this league, including Burrow, because I would honestly say that this is really his first year since he got hurt with the, with the ACL. I throw Baker Mayfield out there because he's still a young quarterback. Eliminate Patrick Mahomes. We know he, he's on a different level. Yeah. But these new quarterbacks, these these, you know, the the kids that are coming in now, like, like Zach Wilson. Like Zach Wilson and then, you know, Justin Fields. Well, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones.
6: Yep. Of the rookie quarterbacks this class, one of the guys I thought that was, like, the media gave him a lot of attention, but where I'm at, TikTok, a lot of them were giving Zach Wilson a lot of hate, because he just plays at BYU, and nobody really watches those games like they were of Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, but I thought Zach Wilson was an incredible player, and I thought he was well worth that number two overall pick, and was honestly very close to Trevor Lawrence in talent-wise, and we're seeing that so far. I think he might have had the best preseason, apart from maybe... Mac Jones, Justin Fields—they all had good preseasons of the rookies. Like, really, none of them looked bad. They all flashed. Like, Trey Lance was a little inconsistent, but those passes, like that first throw that he had, that first touchdown, 80 yardage. on play action, that was just incredible. And but Zach Wilson is just an an incredible player, and he sees the field pretty well for a rookie. And he his movement in the pocket, I think that he, as long as the Jets. Don't be the Jets. and J-E-T-S.
0: Yeah. They will oh, be the Jets. Yeah, they are going to be the Jets. They'll find
4: out this weekend because Mac Jones the New England Patriots host the New York Jets, right?
6: Yeah, that's going to be a very tough match. Bill Belichick is obviously the best coach of all time he is a genius and you stay
4: here anytime you want
6: <laughs>
0: oh god this guy's a new england a new england fan so anytime you say anything about new england he's going he's going to give you some love
3: scott yeah. nance everybody oh uh. yeah. god <laughs> tell the folks where they can find your your work
6: uh, they can find me on tiktok at scott nance NFL, or scott nance sports sorry i used to be scott nance NFL. now it's scott
0: nance sports
2: uh, you guys check yeah. this kid out. Yeah. He, he is very bright. He is very, great things.
0: It's almost like when I was sitting here watching, it was like the, talking to an actual scout. A yeah. pro guy He knew exactly he got a bright future He can read things And he plays football What year are you in school right now? Uh, I'm a junior He's a junior He plays He's a wide receiver at Frem. He's hurt right now He's on the IR And I've been trying to get him To go into his coach's office And uh, uh, volunteer his there services yeah. At the high school level So he's, he's got too a bright smart, future He's
3: smart though The coach might be You know Yeah well He might, he might They nervous. might fire the coach yeah. <laughs> They might fire the coach And
0: all right Scott <laughs> oh. yeah,
3: yeah King had a lot of words
4: of wisdom For the young Scott yeah. yeah That was impressive yes, I was very impressed I was taking with notes going, wow, I'm going to tell my kids this that, stuff. That is some great yeah. work, Scott. That's some awesome work, dude.
3: Thanks for stopping by. Join us on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Your oh, rifles You're, right for, you're right. the, I, was, he, I almost ran out the of the bullets. initial. He ran out of
0: bullets. America. You know what well, that
3: means? It's time to, it's well,
4: time to wrap up the show. I didn't show. know if we had time for my man code. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. We'll make time for that. We'll make time for that. We got to hear this one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> okay. So,
4: uh, you know, we talked about the etiquette in the, uh, in the club. And uh, so there's an old timer, and I've known him for a long time. And he's, you know, into sports, and I kind of try to say hello to him. He's always on one end of the locker room, and I'm on the other end of the locker room, if you know what I mean. And this guy, like, I come out of the shower, and he's he full. He pulled a Woody Hayes? He's getting full down. <laughs> Son, can
3: you loof on yeah, my back? Can you loof on my back? So I
4: walk by him, and I go to the other end of the locker room, and I'm getting my stuff on. him. you yeah. know, Are you my- naked? I'm trying to get my clothes okay, on. Okay, so obviously you're naked man. walking uh, across, uh, right? No, 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 I got a towel. Okay, okay. okay. okay.
0: I, I get to my... <laughs> He's trying to get dressed. I'm, I'm trying to get... That onesie's stuff.
4: I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get the ones I'm trying to get dressed. I'm turned into my locker. You almost locker, said it to you, I'm
0: trying to get my onesie on. And
4: I'm, I'm lowered down. I'm putting... Yeah, I'm putting my socks on. And all of a sudden... Rick decides to walk. Just
0: oh. call him you, out. Say his name? you can't call his name out.
4: No, he didn't give him his last name. Yeah. There's a
3: million he, people named oh, Rick. Oh, they comes, know
4: who it is. He comes from across the locker room. Naked. <laughs> there he is. Full on.
0: Full on nude frontal.
4: I, I dragging on the ground. It is like, hey, John, you think the Brewers are going to really have a chance in the playoffs this year? And, and <laughs>
0: hey, well, if they hey had that bad they would. <laughs> and John, John, John was bending over. He was you, bending over you, when Rick went to whatever his name is. I don't know his name. <laughs> he was bending over, yeah. and he was standing behind him. <laughs> I turn around,
5: was,
4: and there he is.
2: Oh my God! And,
4: you know the guy's old. So he's skinny, and he's like, "Hey, look at yeah,
0: no, me." Like, no, no, oh, no, no man, we don't. Uh, don't he's like, the color he's the like he, says, yeah, he says, he says, he tells. He said, then John told him. He said, "Hey," he said, hey, "Man, you're a little bit too close. Are you really happy to see me?" <laughs> it's like, what are you doing yeah. here, buddy? Yeah. Now, that's a man code violation. Big time. Yeah, yeah that's uh I need to hit the button for that one. Oh man, that's that was so right. oh, wow. That's I can only imagine. I no, I don't yeah. want to imagine. Yeah, no. Because, no. you know, after hearing the Woody Hayes from from Plank, yeah. I I am gonna make a personal. Yeah, code I need to violation. violation. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Doug Plank on here because okay. we we need him to verify this story of him bathing a wrinkled Woody Hayes in the shower okay. because because he was in, was he in school when that happened or was yeah. he like a
4: coach? No, oh, he. No. The story goes that Woody would come into the shower oh, and he would ask for players to not your no. story to
2: tell. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, seriously. Friend,
0: listen, it, 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 that'd be like a, like if you're in the shower, do, and like Coach Tubbs came in and said, "Hey guys you, so guys, you guys uh." You You know, somebody want (laughs) to wash my back? i would been like, man, get the hell out of here! No, I'm not washing your little back. Get out of here. That's what he should have told Woody. Man, take your cocoon-looking butt on out of here. Ain't nobody washing your back. Hey, Doug was just trying to get
4: in the field, man.
0: Man, you don't get in the field like that. You're, Damn, you're, 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 you're rubbing his back with a loofah. Oh. S- you're rubbing his cheeks. I bend over, Woody. Woody, so he, says, he was just trying
3: to relax after punching that guy in
0: the
2: side. Oh, hey,
0: man. hey, I, hey! Listen, man, Doug, yeah. Doug. If you listen to this show, man, get on here, man. I need you to defend yourself. I need to talk about. This bathing Woody Hayes in the shower. Yeah. What <laughs> year was that? What year did he graduate? Well, wow, that was seven. Long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, was- Woody was still young, kind of a young old man. I don't yeah, mean, yeah, don't, maybe, yeah. I don't know yeah Woody was still young he was pretty
3: no strange. no no he wasn't no, young no,
0: there. he, he no, might have no. been strapping <laughs> all, all okay. this because all of
1: right, episode 46
0: 46 all because of episode 46 in of episode Doug
1: Plank 40. yeah. yeah. Doug yeah. Plank I'm yeah.
0: sorry man I'm sorry oh.
1: I'm gonna, you should
0: have never watched Woody Hayes back I'm, I'm gonna be doing <laughs> a lot of editing I'm just
5: saying yeah, I'm gonna be doing a lot of editing because John
0: because no you're not editing nothing you better not edit Doug <laughs> Plank because I'm telling you I'm telling Doug Plank that you said that he watched Woody's you watch, you watch the Woodman, the Woodman, baby, Woodie. They didn't call him Woody for nothing, baby. All oh, great.
3: If you were eating lunch or dinner while you were enjoying episode 46, we sincerely apologize.
0: oh you're drinking at happy hour, baby, because I am.
3: <laughs> that is episode 46 that give me the hot sauce. I want to thank Porter Moser, great guest today. Scott Nance, bright future ahead yes. of him. Yeah. And, and Doug Plank
0: and Woody Hayes. 46. Thank you. Episode 46 dedicated to my man Doug and those soft hands. Stacy, let's get out of here. Hold on, I'm rubbing, I'm watching watching Woody's back right
2: now. Woody
0: Plank. Woody! Woody! I love you, Woody! Hey, America! Drive home safely. Beep beep. Wait a minute! And don't forget, give me the hot sauce.com, grab your bottle of hot sauce, and she'll like it too. There it is. There you go. John, so St. Pat's Ferdy, baby. My favorite. A <laughs> <my> Lord. <laughs> oh, Woody.